Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Stevan, I have a problem with something in hockey. Is it the Canucks? Uh, yes, but this is something else. It's, okay. It's been ruminating with me all week. All right, you know, go ahead. You know the good old hockey game? The song? Yeah, that classic song, yeah. Yeah. I hate how in like the fucking third verse of it, it says, uh, overtime, uh, it's the last game of the playoffs, too. And it's like, that's like <laughs> vital fucking context to have in your song about hockey. Like if it's the final game of the Stanley Cup playoffs, shouldn't you open with that? Yeah, if that's so for and for them to say it's the final game, that implies that it's game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. Right. Because they because they know it's the final game while it's in overtime. If it was game yeah. five or six, it's not necessarily the final game. Exactly. Um, so it's it's overtime, game seven of the Stanley Cup finals, which as far as I know, if it's if it's ever happened, it happened a long time ago. Yeah. If there and was, was a Bobby game seven Orr even in that game? Or is he just <sighs> He's just making up shit as he goes along. I, it feels it feels like he's taking a bit of uh, artistic license. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. But that now that you've mentioned it, that does piss me off too. Yeah, I uh, stomping Tom Connors. It's on site. <laughs> um, anyways, I'm Aaron Warner. With me, Stefan Heck. This is a Canucks podcast. Uh, it's called "I Hate This Team," and it's called that for a reason because we hate this fucking team oh man. boy do we ever i hate them so much that i didn't watch the game yesterday you got uh, you got lucky you had a, it was your girlfriend's christmas party it was um, we, we had a work christmas party it was a lot of fun um i i was like checking the score every so often and uh it was just like oh i could tell i mean i could already sort of tell uh, i think once Pedersen wasn't playing um and just like the feeling of like the a Vancouver Winnipeg game on Saturday night, I was like, this yeah. is gonna be this is gonna be a bad game even if they win. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I just kept checking the score and it was like, oh, I, I was gonna be home kind of like middle of the second period. And I was like, I'm not, I'm just not gonna watch this. <laughs> you uh, you made the complete correct decision. I was. Uh... It almost felt like the game that was going to break me. Like, why? Why even fucking put any I time saw into you po- this? Man? I saw you posting about that, and I was like, "Oh man, poor it, Aaron! I can't well, believe he watched." This. There was seven minutes left in the second period, and the Canucks at home had seven shots on net. Oh, that's that's like obscenely bad. That's um, so bad. I, I think they closed out the period with ten shots on goal, and oh. they're behind. By the way, like there should be at least be some score effects there. You'd think, but no. Uh. If you saw the game against uh, Minnesota previous Saturday, where they were shut out three nil, three nil World Cup soccer just finished. <laughs> Did you watch uh, the World Cup by the way? The final? No, I was asleep. Oh my god, it was uh, like the, it's like the best sporting it, game I've. It's like the best sporting event I've ever watched. I oh think, yeah, it's been absolutely crazy. It like, was, I was fucking nuts. I was going to, but well, I like so I went to the the Flames Canucks game on Wednesday here in yeah. Calgary. And it started at 8 p.m. local time and then went to a shootout. And so I didn't get home until 11.30. And then I have to get up to go to work at quarter to five. So I slept oh, like geez. four hours. Yeah. And it was just like, 
I worked overtime on Saturday as well, so I've just been really tired. And, yeah. Uh, so okay, we were we'll see record. if I get we up were... in time for it, and I slept 12 hours instead. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to record last night, and then it was like, I, I tweeted out that I was at the party, mm-hmm. and then you DM'd me, and you were like, uh, we don't have to record tonight. I'm really sleepy. And I was like, oh, that's fine by me. That works yeah, for me, too. It was perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that that game, so I got, uh, the tickets were third row, as I think I said on an earlier pod. Yeah. And... Which we thought was going to be like three rows behind the yeah. bench, but I guess but, because it's like the bench counts as rows because there's like yeah, technically the rows like against if, the glass. If you right? go like beside the bench or whatever yeah. up against the glass, that's rows one and two. And I was like at yeah. the same height as the third row. So I was sat like directly behind the bench right by the player's tunnel, um, which was cool. You could only see like maybe a third of the ice. Yeah. Um, so I, I have some new opinions now after being that close to the players. Yeah. Uh, I'm pro Jason King cause he didn't stand as much in my way. Okay. That's good. Trent, Trent Cole, really handsome. Don't yeah. like him. Stood in front of me too much. <laughs> okay. Um, Jack Stanika. Yep. Don't like his face. Just seeing he, it up close. He, he, he seems petulant and he's got a weird beard thing going on. He's got like, great, <laughs> he's got like, he's well, cause I don't know. I, he's probably what in his early twenties. Yeah. Um, let's look it up. 23. Okay. Like I couldn't grow a beard at 23 either, but he's got like kind of a goatee stubble thing going on. And a lot and it's of it's not, gray. It's not looking good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He okay. just, he just looked like what a, if you're casting a, a jackass hockey player and a, <laughs> like a movie is what it would look like. Yeah. And he had something wrong with his skate and he looked really pouty about it. Um, after the game, only two players fist bumped me. They who, were. Who, who, oh, who can I, can I guess who they were? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously it was like a brutal game, right? Uh, oh no, wait. Oh no, no they won. They, no, they won. their best I'm, game of the year. Right. I'm thinking of the fucking, I'm thinking of what, yesterday. They won four, three in overtime, right? Yeah. Um, so, or shootout. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Horvat. Nope. Wow. Okay, maybe he was he's too on, busy he's betraying me. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Luke Shen. Nope. Wow. I, so I think I I started fist bumping a little bit later, so I missed a few. Okay. Uh, so I maybe only got like two thirds of the team, and I think Shen might have been one that like I, feel I like saw him fist bump the guys behind like behind me. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I should get some fist bumps. Why not? Yeah, I feel like Shen would have done it. Uh, I'm gonna say Dakota Joshua. Nope. Damn, I feel like if it was Kuzmenko, I would have heard about it from yep. you already. It was, uh, I'll just tell you. Yeah, just tell it was, me. It uh, was OEL. Oh, okay. And it was Nils Amon. Okay. So yeah. there's, there's a couple there's Swedish sweet. players. Okay, so, that's very polite of them. Also, um, much like Trent Call, OEL, very handsome. Yes. So uh, this is now a pro OEL Canucks podcast. We, we like OEL he was, now. Yeah. He was nice and fist bumped me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the biggest thing for... Oh, from this and game about I saw my personal you, by the experience. Way, I saw you on, on TV at the end, and I think this is what you're going to talk about. Yes. So in the second period, Pedersen didn't like a stick. Like it wasn't broken, but he wanted a different one. So you know the equipment manager guy that looks kind of like Jim Benning? Yes. Yeah, he was like stood right beside where I was sitting. And he like kind of is, is that the guy with who had the mole on his neck? Where the the uh, I don't uh, Seattle fan pointed it out? I don't think so. Anyways, equipment guy. Yeah. He uh, he bangs in the glass with a stick, and he's like pointing, and there's like a dad and his son who are both in Canucks jerseys, and the son is like, he looks like middle school, I guess, like okay. fourteen, fifteen, like yeah, I, like I would have been super excited to be sitting there and get yeah. a stick when I was that age. 
So my girlfriend and I like get at their attention because he's like right next to us and pass him Pedersen stick. But there's something about like the rules of the game about getting sticks where like security came and like they hold it for you and then you collect it after the game or something. I so guess you're not that's just carrying sort a stick of, around. Yeah, that makes that enough does, sense, I think. It makes sense because like I mean, obviously this is like a father and son, but like you never know when like it, like a drunken fight breaks out and yeah. someone all of a sudden has a weapon like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like <laughs> maybe like you know you're taking around when you're getting ice cream and a beer at the concourse, like yeah, whatever. And then after the game. Bo Horvat, last man off the ice, goes and he, he sees the kid there, gives him his game stick. Same fucking kid as before. Man. So he got Bo Horvat's stick, <laughs> and he got Pedersen's stick. And he didn't and give you one of the sticks. He didn't, yeah, no, it, it wasn't like, the dad was way more excited about it than the kid was. <laughs> oh, man. And you can see that in the video. Like I, I quote tweeted it when it happened. And you can also yeah. see my girlfriend hand, holding up her fingers going like, two, you got two sticks. <laughs> And I was expecting like, okay, well, I already have one stick from earlier this game that you guys got my attention and gave me. Like, yeah. here you go. Here's the other one. I mean, we just, nope, nope, take, took both fucking sticks. Damn. Very nasty. And Man. like, I also probably would just like, would have given it to fucking another, hopefully like younger kid or something sure. in a Canucks jersey yeah. in the concourse. Cause like, what am I going to do with Bo Horvat's stick? Right. Like yeah. <laughs> frame it. I don't know. But uh, I just thought that was greedy. Anyway, Man. the game itself. Oh, one more thing. I yes. saw a, a Derek Dorsett jersey at the game. Wow. Okay, that's incredible. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> oh, which jersey did you, did you wear? Mm. Uh, mm. So not, I wore was, it, was it the Besser? Or, oh, you did do the... Yeah, okay. I, uh, I put on my skate jersey over top because it looks nicer. Yeah. And then I had the Besser jersey on underneath. Just in case. Uh, just in case they, they put up like a 5-1 Winnipeg performance. But they did yeah. it. They played um, really well. Yeah. It was... It was I mean, hard to tell, like being that close and not like you're looking from the eyes and you're looking up at the jumbotron and then back at the ice. But it felt as if like Calgary was just mid and the Canucks played quite well, which from the reaction and people I saw talking about the game afterwards, that seemed to be the kind of consensus that it was one of their their better games of the year. That's what people were saying. After a pretty bad first period. Yeah, I watched like the last two periods. Um and yeah, I mean, it was a it was an entertaining game. I think they played well overall. I mean, that's the problem when you're sitting that close to the glass. Um it's like obviously a super fun experience, but like it's you're actually like so limited in what you can see. Like I've sat in like the corner before, like mm-hmm. first row, and it's like incredible being that close up and like seeing how big everyone is, seeing how fast everyone is, like seeing seeing them play close up like that is incredible. But you are watching like half the game on the Jumbotron because you yeah. cannot tell what's happening at the other end of the ice. So, so the scoring chances, the Canucks were, it was 15 for the Canucks and then 16 against. So pretty close yeah. to, to even. They had a few more high danger chances. Um, but I mean, that's that's the Calgary Flames, right? Like they, uh, it, was, it was, it was basically like a very prototypical Flames game. Like Markstrom let in the second shot and the fifth shot. Yeah, and then the Canucks blew that lead, which was on brand, and then Flames had a bunch of shots on net, but they couldn't score. Um, I heard someone say earlier this week that they're like second in the league or second last in goals for. I don't know if it's a five on five or all situations. Yeah, uh, next to only Anaheim, who hilariously Jesus. scored a bunch against Edmonton last night. I can't believe they beat Edmonton. That was an Edmonton. Oh man! I mean, I, I told you before we started recording, but I'm in a survivor pool as well, and Edmonton was my pick this week, and uh, I'm, I'm out of the survivor pool now. 
That um, is rough. But you 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 had the Besser jersey on just in case you were going to throw it on case. the Just in case. Yeah, it would have been tough, like... Because you'd have to take off... I mean, also you have to throw it, like, over the bench, I guess, right? I would have like, had to, like, throw over the bench. There's, like, a couple of security right there. And then and you'd just, also have to deal with, like, the, the Canucks themselves, like, looking back at you angrily yeah. and, like... <laughs> Which, like... Uh, I don't know, like, Spencer Martin looked me in the eyes a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, another couple of like just instant reactions. Luke Shen, really huge. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a big dude. And Carter Garland, very small. That is not a five ten man. No, is he listed at five ten? Because I, I feel yes. like he's like he's like shorter than me. I think he's yeah, like five believe, eight. I think. Yeah, I think he's five seven. Is the uh, the rumor? That's crazy. He played really well in that game, though. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Uh, they, they had the the little guy line, right? Yeah. It was him. And Dries and, and um, Hoaglander. Hoaglander. They look good. Yeah. Yeah. Hoaglander fucking laid out. Uh, oh, that, uh, he laid out like a huge guy was, on the The guy flames. was 6'5. Yeah. That was crazy. That was really good. Man, that was a fun game. Now, yesterday's game. Not fun. <laughs> oh, uh, my. But I, I, I brought up the, the Besser jersey that you were planning on maybe tossing. Yeah. Because there was a jersey toss. Last there was. Time. Yes. Uh, and I think it was, it was, what, the third of the season? Well, I think it's the, I think it's the fifth because I feel like there were four on opening night against right, Buffalo, right, which right, is so funny. Um, but there was a there was a, a picture of the guy who threw it posted mm-hmm. uh, on on Twitter, uh, and you can see there are people like lining up to high five him. Uh, <laughs> he's he's looking he's looking very proud of himself as he should be. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it, it's just like absolutely incredible to me that people can still be mad about this. Like, I just do not did, understand did you see that any of that? Oh, so I, I, what I wanted to do is read some of the quote tweets to you. Oh, let's go. So, so the first, the guy who posted it was mad in the first place. He said, yes, it was this man who threw his jersey on the ice. Hashtag tool. Hashtag Canucks. <laughs> uh, and again, the guy is like high-fiving people. There's people like laughing. Like, it's, it, it's, an, it's a funny thing. It's like a, it's like a great move, obviously. But then the quote tweets... You've got people who are, you know, just the classic thing of, uh, this is the face of an armchair GM with no life. Imagine being in the position to throw $200 on the ice. First of all, I mean, if, if he was smart, like you were, it was going to be like a $40, uh, yeah. fake Jersey, which is, which is the way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. but also if it's like an old enough Jersey that you've had for like 20 years at that point, it's like, it's kind of yeah. paid for itself at that point. I've, I've, you know? I've got my mileage out of it. Though yeah. I would feel bad about throwing away like my, uh. Some of my classics. Yeah, I wouldn't throw away my Cloutier jersey. I'll tell yeah. you that. Um, but but people were mad. Yeah, this is the face of a man that needs to grow up. <laughs> uh, like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, there, here's one. Saw this idiot leaving in the section next to ours. He deserves a sucker punch from behind. Damn. Uh, someone just says, loser, uh, in all caps. Uh, Ban that asshole. Yeah, that guy, that, that's a big punishment for this guy. He doesn't have to go watch the Canucks anymore. Did- did they not watch the game and like how embarrassing that they can't, fucking they cannot performance make that, was? It there's literally there's something with this type of fan where and I mean I get it. Look, I I, I cheer for the Canucks. I I am a Canucks fan, unfortunately. But the mm-hmm. and I and I don't want to judge how anyone is a fan of the team. There's there's different ways of being a fan, obviously. But these are people who like. Or like you can't, you have to respect the logo. Like you gotta, res- you gotta respect this team, this franchise. You know they've done so much for you, and it's like, no, they haven't. This is first you're, of all, it's you're not it's, on the team, brother. You're not on the team. This is this is pro sports. Who cares? It's a jersey on the ice. Like 
why are you so mad on behalf of the Canucks? It's just it's just embarrassing. Here's my favorite mm-hmm. quote tweet. Get fucked, loser. You ain't <laughs> cool. Think it's funny to throw shit? Catch my $13 7-Up in your face. <laughs> like, these these people are mad. And I, I will say, so there's like 22 quote tweets or so. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of them are, are positive. Okay. Um, a lot of the replies are positive, too. I would say overall, for the most part, people are understanding of why someone would do this. But you still get the classic, like, very dumb fan uh, who's like, you, you, you're disrespecting the jersey, you're disrespecting the team. Like, what, I tweeted this yesterday. What has this team done in 52 years to deserve any respect from the fans at all? Like, nothing. <sighs> no. <You know? laughs> like, on, in the grand scheme of things, you know, they've, they've been good for like, like, what, six, seven years out of their existence? Like, mm-hmm. overall? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like g- really good, I mean. Not just, like, making the playoffs. Um, yeah, so, anyway. Like, 92, the two Presidents Trophy years. Um, yeah, I would say the, the year before that as well. A couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. They, they were quite the, good then. When they had and, and, like, and Demetra. Yeah, and, like, West Coast Express, even. Like, they were, they were a, a solid right. team then. Um, yeah. Like, I think there was definitely a possibility for a run to the cup in, uh, was it? Oh two oh three, uh, the Minnesota choke year. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it would have been them versus Anaheim the next round, and then yeah, you know, and Anaheim was on there. Yeah, I, I don't think they can necessarily w- win the cup against New Jersey that year, but um, especially with Dan Cluche. But yeah, it's Dan Cluche. It's the height of the dead puck era. Like it's it's you know, but uh, that was a good team. But mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, fifty two years of existence, they have been dog shit. And and then you look at the last eight or nine years, and it's just. They're just going in circles over and over and over again. And we can talk about... Yeah, speaking of going in circles, and also yeah. like Canucks Twitter stuff, there was the Alvin After Hours last night, which, yes, which I, I was caught some infuriating clips of. Oh to me. Oh my God. I thought this guy was supposed to be smart. No, he was bumbling around like he was Jim Benning out there, man. It was... God. It was like... Well, we have these really good uh, younger players, and we're uh, the sixth youngest team in the league to start the season. And we're just, we're not, it's its not to reap, but I think you're always got to be building. And we say we're, we're building now, and we're also working our way to build better for the future as well. That was all it fucking was. He didn't say shit. And I didn't expect him to say anything, but like, it, like I, so, let me rephrase that. I wasn't expecting him to do a, a Jim Rutherford and just, uh, you know, sip the yeah. tea the entire time. Yeah, Rutherford expected- is one thing. Ruther- Rutherford's an old man who's just going to say whatever the fuck he wants, right? It instilled zero confidence with me, and I think it's been a year now. We kind of have to stop giving them the benefit of the doubt. And I, I think you're right. Like. There's that tweet that I sent you that I want to find it. Speaking of uh, just Canucks Twitter. Actually, I'll do this first. So he said he brought up that they're the sixth youngest team like twice. And so I yes. Googled what's the like the ages. And it took me to Cap Friendly. But it took me to the last year's Cap Friendly that had them been 18th. And I tweeted about it, but the screenshot from last year by mistake. And I had a real big loser account find it <laughs> and reply to me. And so <laughs> this guy's a stocky McBestmo. Yeah. Um, I block you. Then I stalk you. That's the name of the game. I'm pathetic like that. Watch out. Cause I'm keeping receipts, documenting the feuds cringe. Oh, and that sucks, he man. both, that sucks. To the hear. whole timeline is like screenshots of 
tweets trying to dunk on them, but it's like too cowardly to quote tweet it. And maybe that's like in case they delete, but um, some of it's like Benning defending, but also some of it's like going against people that want to rebuild now, but keep uh, like Horvat and Chen, which I don't know if anybody like that exists, but took such a fucking little puke tone with me. Er, um, okay, pal. And he links to Elite Prospect about <laughs> today and opening night. And my my big damning mistake here is I thought the Canucks were 27.6 years old uh, on average. And it turns out they are 26 and a half years. So one year difference, big difference between being 26 and being 27. Um, but fucking, okay. So the fifth youngest team in the NHL is the Red Wings. They're 26.24 years old. Yeah. And then the 23rd youngest team. So I guess like the, what would that be? The ninth oldest yeah. is 27.96. Less than two years. It's there really, are, it, it's a really dumb way of looking at things. It's I incredibly think. stupid. Like the Red Wings are 26 and fifth. And then also in 13th is the Anaheim Ducks, who are also 26. The majority of the league is between 26 and 27 years old. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't matter. The, I mean, the, the question you should be asking is like looking at your best players that like or your players that get the most ice time, like what is their average age? Because you can also like uh, you, you might have a super young player who's getting like scratched all the time or something, right? And, yeah. Like brings the average down quite a bit. So look, like, look at who we have signed long term who's going to be old for a long time on this team like JT Miller and OEL. And then also look at what you have coming up in the coffers that will continue to make the team young. Uh, I'm looking at the coffers. There's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. You, you call Paul, Pod Colson back up. Rathbone's not working out. Um, there's Lecker Mackey, I guess, if you need maybe a scoring winger if he pans oh, out, but hasn't gosh. looked so hot so far. Klimovich has looked better the past yeah. little bit. Yeah. And I guess he was technically on the roster at the start of the year, too. Yeah, which so. is what pulled it. So that's another thing, too, man, <laughs> is the start of the year roster that was six. They're a full average year older now. That shows yeah. how like fluid that is. Yeah, it's it's <sighs> a really it's a really dumb way of looking at things. And anyways, hearing I'm not a, hearing a GM say stuff like that is just like he's it's, it's, grasping yeah. at straws. And it's just, and I, I so I still Who are you trying do, to trick here, pal. I still do think maybe on some level, maybe I'm just trying to trick myself even, but like on some level I have to be like, he's just doing this to keep his job basically and like keep Aquilini happy. But like at some point it's like, what's the difference between saying that stuff and believing it and saying it and not believing it. You're still saying it either way and you're still probably, uh, you know, governing the team with that, with that strategy as well. But then that, that gets back to like what, uh, Friedman said, right? Yes. Um, which was incredible. So Elliot Friedman's update on the Canucks situation. This is like a general summary of it. Number one, the team isn't interested in rebuilding or a teardown. Uh, number two, they're only untouchable currently is Elias Pettersson. Number mm-hmm. three, in Quinn Hughes' case, it would take a mammoth offer for the Canucks to consider trading him. So again, this is confusing to me. And I, and I do feel like with Friedman, sometimes he is you know, trying to keep his sources happy maybe. And, and he doesn't want to rock the boat too much. Yeah. So he, he keeps it a little bit safer when, when he's, you know, you know, telling rumors, whatever, but it, it like, it directly contradicts the team isn't interested in rebuilding or a teardown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it's maybe not interested, interested in a rebuild, but if you have one untouchable player on your team and everyone else is up for sale, that's a teardown. 
even if you're trading them for other players of like similar ages, that's still a tear. Yeah. What what else? You're not staying in this course with this team, then, are you? It's like maybe they have to say that to keep Francesco happy, but like that is us also backwards rationalizing like something that we want to have happen. Like the other big thing from this week was Pierre Lebrun saying that the Canucks aren't looking for. Oh God! Picks and yeah. prospects and a potential um, Horvat <laughs> yeah. trade. They want roster players that can that can help now. And I don't know, part of me is like, okay, we're we're just scarred from the Benning era when it was like Hunterish and Carrick for Grandland or whatever, or a second round pick for um, Sven Bershti that turned into Rasmus Anderson, by the way, yeah. <laughs> looked really, really, really fucking good on Wednesday. He did, even though the flames lost. Um, yeah. So like part of it could be like, okay, we've just experienced really bad moves like this in the past, but the, you know, young players to the current regime's credit that they've acquired so far through trade have panned out pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I posted that as well that like, for the pro scouting in the past year has been better than it was throughout the Benning years. And it gives me a little bit more faith, maybe that if they were trying to make hockey deals, they could make hockey deals, Mm -hmm. but I still don't think they should be making hockey deals. I think they should be selling and looking to the future and not just spinning their wheels, which they've been doing for almost a decade now. Well, new friend of the show, because he followed us today, uh, JD Burke said, uh, Hit a really good, good tweet about this. Oh, which I, is, this was this is yeah, so depressing. This, yeah. this is beautiful. If you guys didn't see it, this is a, this is a really Twitter heavy podcast. But uh, the year's twenty twenty three, and the Canucks have made the playoffs three times since the twenty thirteen fourteen season. One of which was a bubble run in the midst of a pandemic. But they're committed to doing the right thing by thirty three year old Quinn Hughes and thirty four year old Elias Pettersson defiantly refusing to rebuild. I mean. Spot the lie, really. Like it's it's going to come down. Like so, the I think the rumor with Aquilini is that he wants to win a Stanley Cup for his dad. Uh huh. Um. Hold on, I'm just gonna look up his dad's age. Uh, Luigi Aquilini. Age. Uh, <laughs> I think he. Okay, wait Luigi a Aquilini nude. Luigi Aquilini <laughs> wife or girlfriend. <laughs> I think he's like 89 years old. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> better get cracking, yeah. Francesco. Um, but I mean, I, I really think maybe there's something to it. Um, I do think uh, there's, it's, with Aquilini in charge, it really does seem like if you took the, not, not even the average Canucks fan, I would say like the average like Benning supporter Canucks mm-hmm. fan and, and put them in charge of things, really. Um, because there's no foresight and, and I just, I mean, JD, like his post is like, it's really funny, but it's also like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. probably going to happen if things continue this way. Like I, I, I really am at the point now and look, I was extremely happy to see Jim Benning fired, obviously. Uh, and, and I had a little bit of hope with these guys and yes, it's only been a year, Man, it has not been great. There's been some they've good signs. They've bungled it so far. They, they, I would say overall they've they've been bungling it. But I I just like I cannot. I'm at the point where I cannot see any meaningful change happening to this team without different ownership. 
I, I, I really, I mean, I don't, I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, Jim Benning was actually a good GM. It was just the ownership that was the problem. That's like, yeah, well, because he wasn't, it was both were bad. It was both of them. Jim Benning was a moron. Um, like I think the the thing with, okay, I'll, I'll just quickly, quick little side thing on this is it was, it was always very funny to hear people say stuff like, um, oh yeah, no, Jim Benning is like, he's, he's doing the best he can. Like it's all Aquilini. He's the problem, you know? Um, but like if, if the instruction from Aquilini was to make the playoffs every year, Mm-hmm. Jim Benning tried to do that by targeting like Louis Erickson and Brandon Sutter and Erica Branson. So he was still really bad. Anyway, you've heard mm-hmm. this from me enough times yeah. before. Um, I, I just like, I, I, I really think, and, and, and I, I was excited for Alvin. and I was excited on some level for Rutherford. And I think maybe a lot of that excitement was just like, Oh, it's not Jim Benning. Um, but it's the owner. I mean, it has to be, he's the problem. I just, I just, I don't, I, I can't, I'm at my wits end trying to figure this out. It it well, just it has to be him. Like he is the problem. I I think that some of the overall opinion has been shifting a bit from your your average fan and your your thing about the the jersey on the ice made me maybe doubt that. But I was I was looking at replies to the Canucks final score tweet yesterday and there's this guy Adrian the Canucks fanatic 77 Profile says, uh, season tickets holder, sad life of Canucks fan, JT Miller, number one fan, go Canucks go, I guess. Yeah. Which seems like a person that's just happy to see them win, like you're a season ticket holder, etc. Yeah, and it just seems, said, a lot of these fans seem like, like not to be rude, but they, they seem like they, they're sort of like outlaws generation type guys sometimes, right? Yeah, or like... <laughs> or That's maybe a like, bit rude, but... May, maybe not that, maybe not that, yeah, but, but you like, know what I mean, where it's like... They're just they just want to see their I, team win. Exactly, I can I can definitely understand that. Um, like not following the team in a very yeah granular way, like we might. But he said, "Waste of ten fucking grand on season tickets to watch a bunch of losers play." Y'all sold us for the past two seasons, saying we're a good team. Guess it's our fault for believing losers. <sighs> I feel so preach, bad for that brother. Guy. I feel bad for that guy. I think that's there are a lot of fans like that and i i think there are a lot of fans seeing the light which is good but at the same time it's just like i can't believe there were people who who believed that stuff <laughs> like that's really funny to me that there are people who believed like oh this is a good young team and they're gonna make the playoffs a lot you know yeah well like i think again if you're not looking at anything at all fancy um and you saw well they went on a really good run last year 100 was it six point pace with with bruce boudreaux no. Haven't heard of Bruce There It Is chant in a while, by the no, way. No, I have not. <laughs> I haven't actually heard one since they, uh, what was the game that they blew the, the lead in? Um, uh, you have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> not the not the Montreal game. Was it the, the Sharks game at home? Uh, they got up early. I think the Sharks game was in San Jose. I think it was It was probably the Montreal game. No, right? Montreal, they were down 4 nothing. <laughs> Oh, Whatever. Yeah, right. I heard one yeah. in a game when it was like early and they scored a couple and then yeah. it I haven't really heard it since after they blew that one. But Okay, well I guess this is, this can lead us into something else. So they're not rebuilding, right? But they're going to trade Bo Horvat probably. Uh Alvin was non-committal about that as well, which of course he was. But what happens with this team without Bo Horvat? They will be very bad. Yeah, which, I mean they're, again, they're is, very is bad the already. Point. But unless it's like they're trading him for like a good right side D, 
Who's like who's who will stabilize who's the defense? Who's going to play center, man? Miller was in center last night for Pedersen, and uh, boy, is he not great at doing that. I mean, I, yeah. I, I it, it, the problem is like yes, if you if you trade Horvat for like as you know a youngish right side D or or whoever, yeah. Say say he goes to like Colorado for New Hook or something, which is like seems get, to be like, a, a young, pretty common thing because yeah, he's like is, a young is, center, he's got a high center, upside, yeah. yeah etc. But I mean, the team will be bad, which again is like some. This is why part of me is still like management on some level has to know. If they trade Horvat, they will be worse. Mm-hmm. Like you're not trading him for a player that makes you better, including the loss of Horvat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just not going to happen. You're just spinning your wheels. And I guess like this team has been spinning their wheels for however long. So maybe it shouldn't surprise me. But I, like in my head, I'm like, they have to know if they trade Horvat, the team will be much worse and they will get a higher draft pick, right? It's like. Mm-hmm. Part of them has to realize that they have to know how fucking good this draft is. I mean, well, even with them trying their best, they're 26 in point percentage right now. So they have the, the seventh best lottery odds. Not bad. God. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. I mean, I mean, I've been, again, I, I am obsessively following um, the draft this year. And like, yeah, you get a top 10 pick, you're going to get a fucking really good player did you I mean I, I would even say like a <laughs> top 15 shit. pick but yeah both montreal canadians and the ottawa senators have better points percentage right now oh yeah yeah no, the, the thing up. i'm most worried about right now is that chicago looks oh, like really man. bad and they if, they, if they get Connor bedard i'm going to be so fucking mad that, like that is a team that does not deserve Ugh. shit oh I don't want to consider that, man. I think the like again, the only fan base that maybe deserves less than Blackhawks fans is is the Oilers. Yeah. Um, But like the 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 Blackhawks is an organization. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, bottom of the barrel. Like they don't deserve shit at all. But like the fans, I would say, don't deserve anything either. Like you've you've had your fun. You you need to suffer for the next forty years. You get Bedard. Well, I mean, oh God, that's, that get, sucks. If they man. fucking get Bedard. And, God damn, dude. <laughs> and then the other thing today, uh, Pat Barry was it? Pedersen's agent. He was oh, on JP Johnny Barry? and Dahl. Oh, JP Barry. Yeah, yeah. Pat Barry is the uh, UFC fighter, isn't he? Um, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, JP Barry was on Donnie and Dolly, and they brought up uh, Barzell as a comparable to. To Pedersen. I mean, and, that that works for me if, but, if that's the contract. Like, I, I, here's the thing with, uh, with with comparables. I don't think... They're, they're comparable in like, you know, they both won Rookie of the Year, had like similar enough points per game. But Pedersen's clearly better. So you can definitely use yes. that as a comparable, but then also say, but, you know, my player's worth more because he's also, you know, has these... Like Pedersen's clearly better in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, he'll be so like 11, I, 11 million if you are lucky. I think at this. So I, at I this think point. like if you say Barzell's a comparable, um, nine point one five is the absolute bare minimum that you'd see for an extension. Uh, nine point five would be the bargain of the century if they yeah, can pull that yeah. off. No, I, like it, it definitely has to be a. Uh, I real. I mean, I guess like the fact that they like figgy deal. I, I really, really hope they resign him. Uh, oh yeah. Because if if you if you don't resign him, 
I mean, I don't trust this well, team there's to... Your, there's your rebuild. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I guess on the one hand, if they don't resign him, like, they're actually going to be forced to rebuild and sell. Well, may, I mean, maybe they will. Like, you would think that would have happened many times over in the past decade. So I don't know what it's going to take yeah. to make them fucking look in the mirror and be like, oh, yeah, this team fucking sucks. Well, and the core he, is not good. And here's, we need to actually rebuild. Here's my fear about trading Bo Horvat. Is that happens and they're like, well, we have more cap space now. Let's go out and get Ryan O'Reilly and John Klingberg or something like that. Like God. getting older players that would fill like a now organizational need to try and uh, like compete and win now. <sighs> Man, I, I just like it's it's shocking to me. I've, I've, I know I'm repeating myself over and over again, but like it's sports they, radio. That's what you do. That's sports radio. You have to do it. And, and especially with a team like this, where there really is not a lot to talk about. That's like positive. I, it is stunning to me how I find a new way to get pissed off at this team. Like every episode and every <laughs> week. And in this case, it's just like the, the Alvian stuff and the team saying, we don't want to tear down, but everyone's for sale. Like, I know they're not going to just come right down and like say it, and but it's it's just like like does anyone else see how fucking crazy this is and how like poorly run this team is like like is it just it ah i i cannot believe this is still happening a year after jim benning got fired i cannot believe that (laughs) if you told me if you told me this a year ago after benning got fired i I just literally would not believe you i'd say there's no way it's still going to be this bad yeah it's just like the same thing but dressed up a little bit nicer it's like your old tweet that's up my cover photo on uh, the Hate This Team yeah. account. They're never going to win anything ever. They're like an Ouroboros, except both ends are the snake's ass. Yeah, just the, the snake shitting into its own ass over and over and over again. Uh, here's something uh. else funny from the After Hours. is uh, One of the questions was asked by an account called Finance Yoda. And I saw it, that. It, yeah, that it was, was, so it was Spencer funny. Martin. So I looked up Finance Yoda, and I couldn't actually see anything tweeted towards Scott Oak. But, um, oh, there's another Finance Yoda account. Oh, maybe it was that, that one. Either way, it was still uh, very no, just funny. tweets in Spanish. Okay. Uh, retweeted Elon Musk from 2021 saying, free Britney. So it's not <laughs> that. That's Yoda Finance. But Finance okay. Yoda is like a very right-wing account that was posting like, child vaccinations, dangerous they are. <laughs> God, dude, that's so funny. Man, that's good. Oh my god, we got to get one of our questions on after hours at some yeah. point. Yeah, well, the absolute best one was from uh, was from Taj, who said this to Scott Oak. Big fan of Mister Alvi, and have a few questions. He can choose to answer any two. One, what has been his biggest mistake during his GM tenure? Two, why has resigning JT Miller been his biggest mistake so far? <laughs> Three, why was Dory fired? Four, what is Bruce getting resigned? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, god damn, <sighs> what I mean. It, and it is always, it is genuinely very funny of the Canucks to, whenever they have someone from management on after hours, just, just absolutely shit the bed. Oh, yeah. I just put up a horrible, horrible I will say that the, ti- the timing on their part is is very well done. I, I'm I'm very impressed with that. They, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, what do we have coming up this week? So we got Blues tomorrow. Yeah. Which, that's kind of like the Spider-Man pointing meme to a degree. A little bit. I, I mean, can see a, that game a, being pretty fun. I think it could be fun. I, I think it's the the classic thing. I mean, it's 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 the classic team where, um, you know, dumb fans will point to the Blues when they won the Cup and be like, 
well, there's no reason the Canucks can't do that, you know? Um, pointing to a very, very unlikely thing and saying, like, yeah. that's going to happen for us. Like, that is Canucks fandom to me. I think that'll be a fun game. I think you're right. Uh, and I think that could go either way. The game I'm really excited for is the Kraken game on Thursday because I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I'm pretty sure the Canucks have not lost the Kraken Correct. Ever. Not, they, they lost in... Uh... Like preseason? In preseason, or, yeah. Yeah, so the regular season, they've, they've never lost to Seattle. They played how many five games i guess or uh yeah something like that let's see canucks all-time record against seattle 5-0-0 yeah so they they're uh they're 5-0-0 against the the kraken the kraken Mm -hmm. who by the way look pretty good this year yeah i did see something interesting where once again it was that stupid thing that we talked about with lambert last week about how if you uh, take away the first, like the Canucks losing skid. Basically, yeah. if you erase the first seven games that the Oilers, the Kraken, and the Canucks have a very identical looking record, which I don't think is particularly uh, good for those other teams, but it's not like, look how great the Canucks are. Yeah, I mean, the Canucks are not a good, man, I'm just looking at the Pacific Division. The Ducks are so bad. Their goal differential right now is minus 56. Uh, which is just obscene. The funny mm-hmm. one to me is that the Kings have uh, allowed 122 goals and the Canucks have allowed 117. Oh, That's the very Kings funny. Have, the Kings have played four more games, though, than the Canucks. So uh, that that makes a bit of sense. But the Kraken right now have 35 points. They're 16, 10, and 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think overall, they've only allowed... 94 goals. Uh, you know, the Golden Knights have allowed 90. Oh, there's a game Yeah, yeah they've there, been, but, like, getting some... Uh, some... They, they goaltending look, they, this year, they actually. Look good. They, they well, look I mean, fun. They, they also added a lot of like guys that can actually score and pull yes. the trigger, and I think yeah. that's been huge for them. And also just the emergence of Matty Beniers, who looks incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited so to I, see him play again. I, I need, I, and I want, I would love Shane Wright to once he's back from the World Juniors. Hopefully, they'll they'll let him play a bit more. He looked really good in the AHL. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really am cheering for a crack and blowout against so, the Canucks this week. Okay, let's talk about the the Blues thing again. I wanted to get yeah. my facts straight. So, yes, they they won after being like dead last or whatever. But here's what they did in the previous couple of seasons. They traded Paul Stastny at the dread lo- deadline for a first-round pick and a fourth-round pick and a prospect. They acquired Braden Shen earlier the year where they did that. And then the following year, they acquired Ryan O'Reilly from the Sabres. So, like... They were doing big ground shaking moves, yes, leading up to them eventually winning the cup. So it's not this year's Canucks team that you could think, okay, well they could go on a, a St. Louis Blues type run. No, it's if they trade Bo Horvat and get a good return for him, and yeah. like say they say it's even picks or whatever, you have that extra capital to go out in the off season, and when people are trying to give away players for cheap because they need to fit underneath the cap. You can use that extra draft capital that you have to get those good players and also the, the other cap space. Um, There, there has to be stuff done first, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're right. I think, I think before you can hope to go on any sort of run, you have to bring in a new player, make a change, whatever. I guess maybe you could have, we haven't had a fight in practice yet. Have we? No. I think the Blues. Uh, had I don't that. think so. The, the yeah. year they won, I'm pretty sure they did. So maybe we need one of those. Maybe we need Luke Shen to 
uh, fight JT Miller in practice, which God, I would love I, to see. So that. I, I guess my point is like you, uh, like sure you can win a cup, I guess, without going on a complete rebuild. Like we talked about that last week. It's the Bruins and the St. Louis Blues are the only ones in recent memory that haven't done like much. at some yeah. point a nice big rebuild to get yeah. the star players who won the cup. But you have you can't be afraid to make changes and send out star players like uh like the blues did which that's the that's like the one thing that's making me think that now nah, they're not going to trade Bo is Francesco doesn't give up his stars man yeah I really just I I can't see like the Canucks have made some big trades the past few years the Miller trade was was a big trade I mean the OEL trade was a blockbuster trade like mm-hmm. as as bad as the trade was it's still a blockbuster trade um, it's just, it, it's, it just feels weird to call a blockbuster, uh, that sort of trade, a blockbuster trade when like all the players in the deal suck. Yeah. Know? Um, but on paper, when it, when a trade is that big in terms of just like number of players, I'll, it's a blockbuster trade, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love them to make a big Horvat trade just so we have different stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Like how fun would it be to be like, oh, we brought in like a new young player, and like now we can like learn all about this new player and watch him play, and like, uh, like I just I want them to have do something, something to be excited for. Yeah, it's it's pretty clear. I think the roster freeze is like any day now before Christmas. Yeah, so we're not we're probably not going to see something I until would, like I January. would highly doubt it. So I just yeah, I mean, when is the deadline this year? It's in it's in March, I guess. NHL is it March? Late February, maybe. 2023 March 3rd. Uh, okay. Yeah. So well it also yeah. be incredibly Canucks if like Horvat had a season ending injury before they were able to oh, trade that's him. The, that's the other thing too, right? Like that just seems like they're and where where the hell is Tanner Pearson? We haven't heard anything about him. He get has him to back get like here a, so we can trade I, him. No, there's there's something that came, he has to have like another procedure done. Oh my god. Or something. God damn. By the way, on the on the deadline what we should try and do is some sort of like live, like yeah. Thing. I was wondering if, like if, if you're like should I should I try and book the day off work or yeah. What do we I do? Think, I, I think that could be fun to do like a full. You could do like a Twitter space or something. Well, maybe not on Twitter, but yeah, uh, <laughs> on one of our <laughs> we'll, Twitch channels, <laughs> we'll be somewhere. Yeah, but I think I think that could be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, although of course, like nothing will the, happen. Nothing will happen the way trade deadlines work. But yeah. Um, yeah, something that, that, that we could time. potentially do. Yeah. So, so, okay, this is kind of in the spirit of our reading a whole article, or I didn't prep one for this week, but I did find a really good uh, trade proposal from friend of the show, Andrew Walker. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have we talked about him blocking <laughs> us yet? Uh, I, maybe on Patreon? Maybe we mentioned no, it? Yeah. No, I, no, because we didn't record Patreon after. We recorded it before the Flames game. So I retweeted some of his uh, his freezing cold... <laughs> takes on a how oh what the fuck was it it was like the uh seven mil for oel is cheap he's 29 oel is going to be jt miller good here and fans will have to wear it again this bitter mopey cap crying has to stop how we survive with both oel and myers on the books oh you mean two very good nhl defensemen (laughs) so i retweeted those three and he blocked me within 30 seconds which is quite funny but uh this this is gold um he came up with a a worse OEL trade than the one that actually happened. And this is, oh, yeah. uh, this Fuck, is from 2020. This is so bad. So, to the, the, so the Canucks get OEL with 1.35 million retained. They get Radek Dvorak and a 2020 second round pick in exchange for 
Besser, Gaudet, <laughs> Demko, Brandon Sutter, and a 2021 first round pick, top 10 protected. <laughs> Man, I mean. <laughs> so you go, you give up that first round pick, you get OEL back, just for the small price of also giving them Thatcher, Demko, <laughs> and Brock Besser. And you still have all your bad contracts that year too, right? Yeah. That's incredible. But hey, Man, at least that... you have Rad Dvorak and then uh, seven <laughs> more years of OEL. That guy was so, I mean, I, I know the whole thing with Andrew Walker is that he was like a contrarian guy who came here from like Toronto or whatever and like wasn't a Canucks fan and, you know, loved like riling up Canucks fans, which look, I get that. I think it's it's fun to yeah. do, but like I, I we rile up Canucks fans by being correct about things <laughs> and he riles them up by being a moron. And I, I guess he's not working with, uh, he's, he's not talking about the Canucks anymore, thank God. But man, no, it's funny. He's talking he about you. sports gambling. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, good for him. He's blocked you, he blocked you in like 30 seconds though, right? Yeah. That's Real so funny. good. Just knowing like, oh God, some Canucks fan is digging up all my old OEL shit. <laughs> I'm just going to cut this off right nope. now. <laughs> uh, fuck. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, anything else fucking happened this week? Um... Oh, yeah. So we got from last night, they've got four games in six nights. So St. Louis, and then there's the Kraken game, and then there's the um, the Oilers game on the 23rd, yes. right before Christmas. That'll be fun. Do you think they run with Martin in every game? Oh, man. I mean, I think, I yeah, who would you, who would you even play? backup against like I don't yeah I think you have to run with Martin in every game yeah yeah maybe like because none of them are back-to-backs right it's just like a lot of games in a short period of time yeah and and like three well St. Louis maybe but like Edmonton's like obviously a very high scoring team yeah I think you start against Edmonton for sure St. Louis also pretty damn high scoring team yeah um or at least they can be I get like I, I heard uh it was Dmitry Filpovich talking about them this year versus last year. And last year they had like a lot of like they were scoring at an incredible rate, but there's a ton of like cross seam passes that were going in. And he was yeah. speculating that maybe one of the reasons why they can't score so much this year is the loss of David Perron was bigger than they thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Because they lost one of their big like trigger men. But um yeah. I, I could still see St. Louis dropping like six on us, you know, out of nowhere. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. another funny thing is the easy, easy part of the schedule is kind of done. Oh like, yeah. This is like, it, this is going to be, it's going to get now. real soon. Like this week's pretty tough. Yeah. And then there's a game against the sharks after Christmas. There's the jets again, the flames again, and then Islanders, avalanche jets, penguins, lightning, Panthers, hurricanes, lightning, Avalanche, Oilers, and then finally they get to play the Blackhawks in, on January 24th. So I could see uh, the next month going real bad for this team, man. But like real good in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I mean, it, they really, by, by, the, by March 3rd, they need to be like, I would say, just knowing Aquilini, they got to be minimum like 10 points out of the playoffs. If, yeah. if, they're, if they're within like five points, five or six points of the playoffs, and even 10, I feel like isn't enough. They need to be like straight up like 16 points out of the playoffs. <laughs> Which I don't even know that's fucking possible. I mean, they just got to <laughs> lose all those games. Easy. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> 
Man, I, 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 want, is... I want one of our listeners to put together uh, an exhausted sigh compilation from the two yeah. of us. It's going to be like uh, seven hours long. So usually after we record the pod, I like feel pretty good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Not This time I'm just bummed. There's, I don't even know, man. <laughs> I it's it's just the same. I mean, I I feel like at least next week we'll have some interesting stuff to talk about by by next week. I think the Edmonton game will be fun either way. Yeah. The Seattle game will be interesting. We'll have some interesting stuff to talk about. I think. Um, but unfortunately, I don't, they're not going to make any trades or anything. So no. When when yeah. is the initial roster freeze? Let's find out for for real. I think we are googling like things so you don't have to, listeners. Roster freeze, twenty twenty two, December nineteenth, tomorrow. No, December nineteenth, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I think it's I think it's midnight tonight. Actually, this article's from two thousand eight. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got one. Midnight I've got one here, on December nineteenth yeah. to midnight yeah. December twenty seventh. Okay, yeah. so yeah, probably won't really see anything then. Um, yeah, um, like the trade would literally have to happen right like, after recording like this, now, which would be very yeah. funny. I mean, that would be great. We might have to do like an addendum if there is a trade like right after this. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't look like there's going to be any moves. Um, I've said this phrase like 20 times throughout the episode, but they're going to keep spinning their wheels. So, and we'll keep recording. Oh man, this has nothing to do with the Canucks, but Elon Musk did uh, is doing a poll. I just, Should I, I step just, down his head of Twitter? I'll that. abide by the results of this poll. God damn, dude, he's such a loser. Holy no, shit. no is winning right now. Actually, no is winning. Uh, I mean, I think. You know, we underestimate how many of his like psycho fans how many are out there. He has, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's a, that's a really this is not Canucks really at all. But that's a really fun pastime is just looking at two Elon Musk tweets and then oh just like seeing the biggest losers in the world. So, yeah, searching uh, two at Elon Musk and then uh, the word like sir or, <laughs> or like dear sir. You're gonna find some absolute like freaks in there. Uh, Michael Hudson is so good at finding those yeah. guys. Um, <laughs> dear Mr. <laughs> Musk, I joined Twitter for the first time today. I've boycotted Twitter since the platform has been left as echo chamber. Dear sir, I believe in what you've been doing, and I joined today to support you. Keep up the amazing <laughs> job, good sir. From Hillbilly Adventures. Man, that's so good. <laughs> they might give you some money if you. Uh, if you call him Sir a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many of them, man. Oh. Yeah, at least the, at least Twitter still allows you to link to podcasts for now. That's true, yeah. And fuck. Twitch. And I mean, if they take away Twitch links, I'm fucked. Yeah. Oh, and, God. And Patreon. Patreon.com slash yeah. I hate this team. If we get to $500, we're going to be buying a cameo from Bar Rescue's John Taffer. Telling yes. Francesco Acolini to shut it down. Where are we at right now, by the way? Uh, let's find out. Because yeah, I do. I really want to get this cameo from John Taffer. Yeah, it'd be real fun. <laughs> um, we are at one ninety four. Okay, we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there slowly yeah. but surely. We'll do yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, <laughs> well, <laughs> everybody. Sorry, it was kind of more of the same, but. <laughs> Bring it up with the Canucks. Yeah. The podcast <laughs> will continue until morale improves. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Uh, goodbye.
Watching something I see. Yeah.